Welcome to the Styano Plastic Surgery Podcast with plastic surgeon JJ Styano, the only plastic surgeon in the UK who owns a clinic specializing in breast and body contouring. Okay, so questions. Uh, yeah, so I'm early. Um, first question here, which I've got, says, I am due to have a stoma. Do you advise having a mummy makeover before having my stoma or afterwards? If I end up having an emergency stoma, how long until I can have a mummy makeover? So definitely the answer to that is have the mummy makeover before the stoma because it is very well, I'm assuming by mummy makeover, you're including a tummy tuck on that because the tummy tuck is the important aspect if you're having a if you have a stoma. So a stoma, uh, if you don't know, is an area of the bowel that is exteriorized on the abdominal wall. So you have a bit of the um, either the ileum, which becomes an ileostomy or the colon, which becomes a colostomy. Uh, and it's exteriorized on the on the um, outside of the, of the abdominal wall. And because um, I previously asked if you can have a tummy tuck if you have a stoma, and the answer to that, the, the kind of easy answer to that is no, you'd have to have the stomach stoma refashioned, and there'd be a big risk of infection because the stoma is kind of dirty, if you like. When we do plastic surgery, it's always clean surgery because we're not doing anything where we're entering a body cavity or the bowels or anything. When you do surgery, when you're entering a body cavity or the bowels, it will be then classified as dirty surgery, which has got a higher rate of infection. An infection can be a real problem with tummy tucks. So you, to all intents and purposes, you can't have a tummy tuck if you have a stoma. So if you are thinking or if you um, are potentially going to need a stoma in the future and you're thinking of having a tummy tuck, the uh, order to do it in would be to do the tummy tuck first. And then once you've had the tummy tuck, that's fine. They can make the stoma in the um, in, the, in in your abdominal wall and your kind of new abdominal wall if you like but uh, if you have to have an emergency stoma stay say and you, know, you say how long can i have until i have a mummy mako i would say if you have to have a stoma i would um, say don't have a tummy tuck it's just too difficult or at least it would need a lot of um organization because there need to be organization between you between your plastic surgeon and your general surgeon and um the risks would have to be discussed because they would be um uh, increased and to the extent that whether it be actually a viable op option at all um, so definitely have your have your tummy tuck first then your stoma i'm on the south coast are you too far away to travel for surgery such as a thigh lift um we do we do treat people from far away and and um uh, we treat people from from south coast london scotland I always advise you to go close to home. That's always my advice. If someone wants to um, ask, should I have surgery close to home? I would always say yes. Um, but having said that, we do operate on people who who are who live far away. But ideally, if you can find a surgeon that you uh, can uh, trust and work with, there's certainly a lot of fully trained plastic surgeons about. Um, my recommendation would you be that you find someone um, closer to home. To, to do your to do your surgery um but as, as i say we do operate on people from from the south coast and from from around and about the country um 
and we could certainly have a discussion if you wanted to but uh, yeah if you're asking my advice look for someone close to home how do patients travel back okay after thigh lift surgery aware from research it says can it says be careful sitting standing and walking but how would one get in and out of a car safely after surgery so yeah you have got to be careful um um with with those things but at the same time you have got to you still got to do those things and it is good to move so there's always a balance in terms of the wounds and maybe the wounds not healing up properly um uh, and putting too much tension on the wounds versus um um things everything slowing down particularly in terms of dvt pe clots in the legs that can fly off into your lungs which is a risk with um any surgery and so those risks are lessened when you're moving so um i would say to you it is actually good to move and it is good to to to, to you know walk about and, and stay stay mobile um the uh, thigh lift is not too bad the scars are kind of on the inner aspect of the thigh so you're not actually sitting on your scars when you're sitting so i'm not sure sort of how careful you have to be for sitting it's okay to sit with it after a thigh lift um but the main thing i would say is the immobility so that's the thing about traveling back after a thigh lift keep your legs moving when you're in the car or or whatever just keep everything moving keep taking deep breaths keep the blood circulating you know perhaps have a stop and a walk around because dvt is something we worry about but to be honest with you that's the same with any big operation um it's not um exclusive to thigh lift and actually when you're sitting i don't think you're any you know particularly more pain than perhaps something else although it is it is you know fairly big up and the thigh does feel tight etc but you should be okay traveling back uh, after a thigh lift operation usually do go back the next day after a thigh lift anyway so you have a night in hospital can a patient who has had previous varicose veins have a thigh lift yes for sure for sure uh absolutely fine if you've had previous varicose veins you can have a thigh lift um that's okay they will have stripped or destroyed your superficial veins in the, during the varicose vein surgery but that will be fine to still then go ahead and and have a thigh lift no problem at all um my bmi is 32 but i do not want to lose weight because i would like breast implants oh sorry but i do not want to lose weight but i would like sorry but i would like breast implants would you operate on me with me with my bmi being 32 um uh it's hard to say this sort of thing on a on a on a on a um video without knowing anything about you or, or your situation i think it would be an unusual situation to have a breast implants at bmi 32 bmi 32 usually um the breasts are quite large so usually the sort of surgery that people are asking for with higher bmis is kind of like breast reductions breast lifts things like that and um it's unusual probably not unheard of but it's unusual for just breast implants because often when everything gets bigger everything gets stretched and so there may well i would imagine although as i say i don't know anything about um this patient i would imagine the breasts have been stretched and i would imagine there's an element of droop to the breasts so then that rears the egg the whole thing about lift would a lift be needed as well as implants and when you start doing a lift and implants then you start thinking um of increased complications because that's quite a big operation and um and that is increased with a bmi 
over 30. So the higher BMIs, higher risk of complications, and a lift with implants has in itself got a high risk of complications. So um, it is it it's one that I would be anxious about just from just from that that sentence. I would be thinking, I don't think this is a kind of great candidate. Someone who's got to be in my 32 doesn't want to lose weight. It's an unusual situation for someone who would be having breast implants in my practice. Um, but as I say, I don't want to sort of um, perhaps if you want to maybe email and send us some photos, maybe, and I can give you an idea to save you coming for a consultation. But it is difficult to give, um, you know, complete advice without knowing you and examining you, etc. But um, just based on that, uh, it wouldn't be, I wouldn't be thinking you're a great candidate for a breast augmentation, but uh, never say never. Um, hello, uh, this is um, on Instagram. Hello, do implants move if you have children after breast surgery? No, what actually happens, Zoe, is your breast moves. That's the problem. Um, so the implants tend not to move, but when you have children, um, what happens is your breasts get bigger and then usually they then get smaller. So they often get bigger when they um, become in cause your breast milk and then when they get smaller when you stop breastfeeding and that can cause your breast to droop. And often the implants kind of stay where they are and your breasts fall off the implants. So your breasts droop and the, and the implants don't, don't, it's not actually the implants that move, it's your breasts that move. So that can cause dissatisfaction and can cause a shape that you might not be as happy with as you were previous to children. Children can change the shape of your breasts and the size. They can get bigger after breastfeeding. Sometimes it's smaller after breastfeeding. But uh, yeah, breastfeeding can have an effect, but it usually has an effect on your breast rather than an effect on the implants. The implants are usually kind of sitting there and your breasts kind of fall off them. That's the usual situation. Um, Thanks, Zoe. Um, could I have breast implants if I have been diagnosed with Chiari malformations? I do not need to have surgery for the condition, but I do take pregabalin. Um, well, any time someone has a problem, um, a medical problem, I would always kind of liaise or or, uh, or or lean on your doctor looking after your medical problem. So, uh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm, I've heard of Chiari malformations. I think it's vascular malformations in the brain, I think. Um, Pregabalin, I don't know if that's an anti-epileptic. Is it? I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not an expert. I'm on the edge of my knowledge here. I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, the main thing for me is I would kind of be looking to see if you are uh, fit and healthy and able to get about your daily activities. If you are not, if you're having a lot of problems with fits or, or, or have any problems with your daily um, life, then maybe we would think twice about surgery and we'd have to discuss that with anesthetist. To be honest, we probably have to discuss it with anesthetist, whatever. But if you are able to get about your daily life without um, too much impairment or impediment, then you would probably be able to have breast implants. But we would normally, or I would normally, or whoever it was you saw, would, norm would normally write to your GP and normally write to your um, doctor who's looking after your Chiari malformations to say, look, this patient's thinking having uh, breast augmentation takes about an hour under general anaesthetic. Is there anything we need to do? Is there anything we need to optimize? 
and you know are the medications stable is it a good time now or if not you know should you know can you help us to work together as to when the good time is and if there's any precautions we need to take or any special treatment we need to give so we probably liaise with your um with your your physician um but uh, on the face of it if you're able to maintain a kind of normal life then um i wouldn't have thought it would have a significant problem in you having a, a rest augmentation uh, in itself uh sorry zoe you come back at me thank you for that uh would you just ha would you just have an uplift if that happened then or would you need the implants removing good question would i am yeah so zoe you by all means you can send photos by private message and i can have an idea um it's always difficult i can give you an idea um I'm, sometimes that often there's nuances to what you have done uh and so it's hard for me on a photo to say you need to have this you need to have that but i can perhaps give you an idea um if that's helpful but um if your breasts have fallen off the implants uh then an uplift would make the breasts bring the breast back onto the implants so your question would you need to have the implants removed is a good question it would kind of depend on two things first of all if there's any problems with the implants the main problem is going to be capsular contracture which is scar tissue forming around the implant which makes them go hard and that would be um, also dependent on the second thing which is how long the implants have been in so if they've been in a long time um 10 years or so i haven't had anything oh you haven't had oh so you haven't oh, okay i haven't had anything done yet all right so if they'd been in a long time then um sorry would you say do implants move if you have children after breast surgery okay okay so you're just getting getting your getting yourself sorted so if your breast implants had been been in a long time then there would be an argument to change them and particularly if they had any problems in terms of scar tissue and capsular contracture around them there would be an argument to change them but if they hadn't been in a long time and you had no problems with the implants and your problem was just a droop of your breasts you could just have an uplift and you could just leave the implants in in place um i did that operation not not that long well i I saw the patient recently i probably did it a few months ago but uh but yeah it's uh if it's just the shape that's the problem and the implants are kind of sitting there and they're not causing any issues then you could just do an a lift to tighten the skin of the breast and bring it back onto the implants and you could potentially leave the implants in place if there was no issues with them um but if there was issues with them or if you've had them in for a long time you might choose to have the implants change which could be done or, or removed altogether that could also be done um i was just wondering whether you should wait until you've finished having children yeah i mean the advice is if someone's thinking of having children uh, and thinking of having um any kind of body contouring really but particularly breast uh, breast and abdomen because those are the two areas that can be uh, uh, affected by having children then uh, you are best off waiting till afterwards because the um surgery can change the shape sorry having children can change the shape of your breasts in an unpredictable way sometimes it doesn't do much sometimes they get a lot bigger sometimes they get a lot bigger then they get a lot smaller and they droop you know there's it's unpredictable what happens to your breasts so in ideally if you're having surgery then you really want to have it on a sort of stable platform you don't want to be having it with something that might potentially change in the future and so um and so ideally you would have the surgery um once you have finished your family yeah so once you've finished your family is the ideal situation 
Um, some people don't because it might be many years for that to happen. But as long as you're going with your eyes open, that having children can affect the size and the shape of your breasts. So if you're spending a lot of a lot of money on it, you might want to think about getting the best result, which might be when you've finished your family. So that might be something to think about. So yes, yeah, sorry about the early one today. Um, uh, just had to be a bit, do a bit of juggling, a bit of jiggery pokery at home, and so I've I've had to uh, start early, but um, early start, early finish, and um, so I will um, sign off unless Zoe or anyone else has got anything to say, and I will um, be back next week, I think probably next Tuesday. Um, so if you've got any questions, message. I put a thing up put a post on Instagram saying click the link but I couldn't work out how to put a link in I'm sure there's a way of what is there like Zoe knows messaging and things just do messages direct messages and stuff um and I will be very happy to um to answer your questions this time next week um yeah sorry Corinne I I, I, what I meant to put a post out to say it was early and then I got to the time when I was going to have to start so I didn't put that post out. Sorry about that. Uh, even though I put a post out saying it'd be at seven o'clock, I know I did that, which I don't normally do, but just shows you, doesn't it? Uh, Zoe, I'm just wondering on prices, but I will private message. Yeah, yeah, do that, Zoe, because I've got no idea about prices. So um, yeah, so presumably breast implants is it you're thinking of in the first instance? But by all means, private message, and we'll send you details. If you send us your um, email address, we can. Um, send you details about whatever it is breast implants or whatever it is breast breast lifts i think it's implants is it whatever it is you we can send you details about it um yeah thanks corin yeah um good to see you tonight um so yeah i will on that note um sign off and i'll be very much looking forward to seeing you thank you zoe thank you for participating uh thank you all and i will stop the stream and oh thanks jackie have a question not covered in today's show then send it over to info at styanoplasticsurgery.co.uk using the hashtag askjj we'd love to hear from you
Okay, so questions. Uh, yeah, sorry I'm early. Um, first question here, which I've got says, I am due to have a stoma. Do you advise having a mummy makeover before having my stoma or afterwards? If I end up having an emergency stoma, how long until I can have a mummy makeover? So definitely the answer to that is have the mummy makeover before the stoma because it is very well i'm assuming by mummy makeover you're including a tummy tuck on that because the tummy tuck is the important aspect if you're having a if you have a stoma so a stoma uh, if you don't know is an area of the bowel that is exteriorized on the abdominal wall so you have a bit of the um, either the ileum which becomes an ileostomy or the colon which becomes a colostomy uh, and it's exteriorized on the on the um, outside of the of the abdominal wall and because um, I've previously been asked if you can have a tummy tuck if you have a stoma and the answer to that the, the kind of easy answer to that is no you'd have to have the stomach stoma refashioned and there'd be a big risk of infection because the stoma is kind of dirty if you like when we do plastic surgery it's always clean surgery because we're not doing anything where we're entering a body cavity or the bowels or anything when you do surgery when you're entering a body cavity or the bowels it will be then classified as dirty surgery which has got a higher rate of infection and infection can be a real problem with tummy tucks so you to all intents and purposes you can't have a tummy tuck if you have a stoma so if you are thinking or if you um, are potentially going to need a stoma in the future and you're thinking of having a tummy tuck the uh, order to do it in would be to do the tummy tuck first and then once you've had the tummy tuck that's fine they can make the stoma in the um in the, in in your abdominal wall in your kind of new abdominal wall if you like but uh, if you have to have an emergency stoma stay say and you, know, you say how long can i have until i have a mummy wake i would say if you have to have a stoma i would um say don't have a tummy tuck it's just too difficult or at least it would need a lot of um, organization because there need to be organization between you between your plastic surgeon and your general surgeon and um, the risks would have to be discussed because they would be um, uh, increased and to the extent that whether it be actually a viable op option at all um, so definitely have your have your tummy tuck first then your stoma I'm on the south coast are you too far away to travel for surgery such as a thigh lift um, we do we do treat people from far away and, and um, uh, we treat people from from south coast london scotland i always advise you to go close to home that's always my advice if someone wants to um, ask should i have surgery close to home i would always say yes um, but having said that we do operate on people who who are who live far away but ideally if you can find a surgeon that you uh, can uh, trust and work with there's certainly a lot of fully trained plastic surgeons about um my recommendation would you be that you find someone um closer to home to, to do your to do your surgery um but as, as i say we do operate on people from from the south coast and from from around and about the country um and we could certainly have a discussion if you wanted to but uh yeah if you're asking my advice look for someone close to home how do patients travel back okay after thigh lift surgery aware from research it says can it says be careful sitting standing and walking but how would one get in and out of a car safely after surgery so yeah you have got to be careful um um 
with with those things but at the same time you have got to you still got to do those things and it is good to move so there's always a balance in terms of the wounds and maybe the wounds not healing up properly um uh, and putting too much tension on the wounds versus um um things everything slowing down particularly in terms of dvt pe clots in your legs that can fly off into your lungs which is a risk with um any surgery and so those risks are lessened when you're moving so um i would say to you it is actually good to move and it is good to 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 you know walk about and, and stay stay mobile um the uh, thigh lift is not too bad the scars are kind of on the inner aspect of the thigh so you're not actually sitting on your scars when you're sitting so i'm not sure sort of how careful you have to be for sitting it's okay to sit with it after a thigh lift um but the main thing i would say is the immobility so that's the thing about traveling back after a thigh lift keep your legs moving when you're in the car or or whatever just keep everything moving keep taking deep breaths keep the blood circulating you know perhaps have a stop and a walk around because dvt is something we worry about but to be honest with you that's the same with any big operation um it's not um exclusive to thigh lift and actually when you're sitting i don't think you're any you know particularly more pain than perhaps something else although it is it is you know fairly big up and the thigh does feel tight etc but you should be okay traveling back uh, after a thigh lift operation usually do go back the next day after a thigh lift anyway so you have a night in hospital can a patient who has had previous varicose veins have a thigh lift yes for sure for sure uh absolutely fine if you've had previous varicose veins you can have a thigh lift um that's okay they will have stripped or destroyed your superficial veins in the, during the varicose vein surgery but that will be fine to still then go ahead and and have a thigh lift no problem at all um, my BMI is 32, but I do not want to lose weight because I would like breast implants. Oh, sorry, but I do not want to lose weight, but I would like, sorry, but I would like breast implants. Would you operate on me with me, with my BMI being 32? Um, uh, it's hard to say this sort of thing on a, on a, on a, on a, um, video without knowing anything about you or, or your situation. I think it would be an unusual situation to have a breast implant at BMI 32. BMI 32, usually um, the breasts are quite large. So usually the sort of surgery that people are asking for with higher BMIs is kind of like breast reductions, breast lifts, things like that. And um, it's unusual, probably not unheard of, but it's unusual for just breast implants because often when everything gets bigger everything gets stretched and so there may well i would imagine although as i say i don't know anything about um this patient i would imagine the breasts have been stretched and i imagine there's an element of droop to the breasts so then that rears the egg the whole thing about lift would a lift be needed as well as implants and when you start doing a lift and implants then you start thinking um of increased complications because that's quite a big operation and um and that is increased with a bmi over 30 so the higher bmi is higher risk of complications and a lift with implants has in itself got a high risk of complications so um it is it it's one that i would be anxious about just from just from that that sentence i would be thinking i don't think this is a kind of great candidate someone who's got a bmi 32 
doesn't want to lose weight it's an unusual situation for someone who would be having breast implants in my practice um but as i say i don't want to sort of um perhaps if you want to maybe email and send us some photos maybe and i can give you an idea to say you coming for a consultation but it is difficult to give um you know complete advice without knowing you and examining you etc but um just based on that uh, it wouldn't be i wouldn't be thinking you're a great candidate for a breast augmentation but uh, never say never um hello uh, this is um on instagram hello do implants move if you have children after breast surgery no what actually happens zoe is your breast moves that's the problem um so the implants tend not to move but when you have children um what happens is your breasts get bigger and then usually they then get smaller so they often get bigger when they um becoming cause your breast milk and then when they get smaller when you stop breastfeeding and that can cause your breast to droop and often the implants kind of stay where they are and your breasts fall off the implants so your breasts droop and the and the implants don't, don't it's not actually the implants that move it's your breasts that move so that can cause dissatisfaction and can cause a shape that you might not be as happy with as you were previous to children children can change the shape of your breasts and the size they can get bigger after breast well sometimes it's more after breastfeeding but uh, yeah breastfeeding can have an effect but it usually has an effect on your breast rather than an effect on the implants the implants are usually kind of sitting there and your breasts kind of fall off them that's the usual situation um thanks zoe um could i have breast implants if i have been diagnosed with chiari malformations i do not need to have surgery for the condition but i do take pregabalin um well any time someone's has a problem um a medical problem i would always kind of liaise or or uh, or, or lean on your doctor looking after your medical problem so uh i, I mean I'm, I'm i've heard of chiari malformations i think it's vascular malformations in the brain i think um pregabalin i don't know if that's an anti-epileptic is it i'm not i'm not, so I'm not an ex i'm on the edge of my knowledge here I'm not, I'm not sure um the main thing for me is i would kind of be looking to see if you are uh, fit and healthy and able to get about your daily activities if you are not if you're having a lot of problems with fits or or, or have any problems with your daily um, life then maybe we would think twice about surgery and we'd have to discuss that with anesthetist to be honest you probably have to discuss it with anesthetist whatever but if you are able to get about your daily life without um, too much impairment or impediment then you would probably be able to have breast implants but we would normally or i would normally or whoever it was you saw would norm would normally write to your GP and normally write to your um, doctor who's looking after your Chiari malformations to say, look, this patient's thinking you're having uh, breast augmentation and takes about an hour under general, general anaesthetic. Is there anything we need to do? Is there anything we need to optimize? And, you know, are the medications stable? Is it a good time now or if not? You know, should, you know, can you help us to work together as to when the good time is and if there's any precautions we need to take or any special treatment we need to give so we might liaise with your um with your your physician um but uh, on the face of it if you're able to maintain a kind of normal life then um i wouldn't have thought it would have a significant problem in you having a 
uh, rest augmentation uh, in itself. Uh, sorry, Zoe, you come back at me. Thank you for that. Uh, would you just would you just have an uplift if that happened then, or would you need the implants removing? Good question. Would I am? Yeah. So Zoe, you by all means you can send photos by private message, and I can have an idea. Um, it's always difficult. I can give you an idea. Um, um, sometimes that often there's nuances to what you have done, uh, and so it's hard for me on a photo to say you need to have this, you need to have that. But I can perhaps give you an idea um, if that's helpful. But um, if your breasts have fallen off the implants, uh, then an uplift would make the breasts bring the breasts back onto the implants. So your question, would you need to have the implants removed, is a good question. It would kind of depend on two things. First of all, if there's any problems with the implants, the main problem is going to be capsular contracture, which is scar tissue forming around the implant, which makes them go hard. And that would be um, also dependent on the second thing, which is how long the implants have been in. So if they've been in a long time, um, 10 years or so, I haven't had anything. Oh, you haven't had, oh, so you haven't, oh, okay, I haven't had anything done yet. All right. So if they've been in a long time, then, um, Sorry, would you say yeah, do implants move if you have children after breast surgery? Okay, okay, so you're just getting getting your getting yourself sorted. So if your breast implants had been been in a long time, then there would be an argument to change them. And particularly if they had any problems in terms of scar tissue and capsular contracture around them, there would be an argument to change them. But if they hadn't been in a long time and you had no problems with the implants and your problem was just a droop of your breasts, you could just have an uplift. And you could just leave the implants in in place. Um, I did that operation not not that long. Well, I, I saw the patient recently. I probably did it a few months ago. But uh, but yeah, it's uh, if it's just the shape that's the problem, and the implants are kind of sitting there and they're not causing any issues, then you could just do an a, a lift to tighten the skin of the breast and bring it back onto the implants. And you could potentially leave the implants in place if there was no issues with them. Um, but if there was issues with them, or if you've had them in for a long time, you might choose to have the implants change, which could be done or, or removed altogether. That could also be done. Um, I was just wondering whether you should wait until you've finished having children. Yeah, I mean, the advice is if someone's thinking of having children uh, and thinking of having um, any kind of body contouring, really, but particularly breast, uh, breast and abdomen, because those are the two areas that can be uh, affected by having children, then uh, you are best off waiting till afterwards because the um, surgery can change the shape, oh, sorry, having children can change the shape of your breasts in an unpredictable way. Sometimes it doesn't do much. Sometimes they get a lot bigger. Sometimes they get a lot bigger, then they get a lot smaller and they droop. You know, there's, it's unpredictable what happens to your breasts. So in ideally, if you're having surgery, then you really want to have it on a sort of stable platform. You don't want to be having it with something that might potentially change in the future. And so, um, and so ideally you would have the surgery um, once you have finished your family. Yeah, so once you've finished your family is the ideal situation. Um, some people don't because it might be many years for that to happen, but as long as you go in with your eyes open that having children can affect the size and the shape of your breasts. So if you're spending a lot of, t a lot of money on it, you might wanna think about getting the best result, which might be when you've finished your family. So that might be something to think about. So yes, yeah, sorry about the early one today. Um, 
just had to be a bit do a bit of juggling a bit of jiggery pokery at home and so i've, I've had to uh, start early but um early start early finish and um so i will um sign off unless zoe or anyone else has got anything to say and i will um be back next week i think probably next tuesday um so if you've got any questions message i put a thing up put a post on instagram saying click the link but i couldn't work out how to put a link in i'm sure there's a way of what is there like zoe knows messaging and things just do messages direct messages and stuff um and i will be very happy to um to answer your questions this time next week um yeah sorry Corin, I, I i what i meant to put a post out to say it was early and then i got to the time when i was going to have to start so i didn't put that post out sorry about that uh even though i put a post out saying it'd be at seven o'clock i know i did that which i don't normally do but just shows you doesn't it uh zoe i'm just wondering on prices but i will private message yeah yeah do that zoe because i've got no idea about prices so um yeah so presumably breast implants is it you're thinking of in the first instance but by all means private message and we'll send you details if you send us your um email address we can um send you details about whatever it is breast implants or whatever it is breast, breast lifts i think it's implants is it whatever it is you we can send you details about it um yeah thanks corin yeah um good to see you tonight um so yeah i will on that note um sign off and i'll be very much looking forward to seeing you thank you zoe thank you for participating uh, thank you all and i will stop the stream and oh thanks jackie 